Her Podcast, a broadcast of the Arizona Chapter of Women in Insurance and Financial Services, the only financial services organization with programming for women by women. Welcome back to the Counting on Her Podcast. I am your host, Amber, and I'm so excited to have time with our special guest today, Diane. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So Diane, you bring a wealth of personal experience and unique perspective to the table. And we talk about the insurance industry, we talk about financial services. A lot of our guests on the podcast come from financial services, but I would like to start today talking about you specifically. You weren't always in the business. And I think that helps to connect the dots a little bit for any listeners that might need some motivation to see maybe a different pathway that could be unique to them. And if you don't mind, can we go back in time a little bit to before the industry? Because I think that your story has helped shape the kind of practice you have today. So do you mind if we go back? We don't have to go years back or say how many years, but (laughs) maybe we should. I don't know. So tell us a little bit about what brought you. How did you find your way into the financial services arena? Actually, I was a CNA, so I was taking care of seniors. Mm -hmm. And my mother was getting ready to retire. So she called me and she asked if I could help her figure out which Medicare plan Ah. was the best plan for her. So she was okay per se, but you were going down through this process of let's help mom out. Exactly. Let's let's see what it takes to get her covered. Exactly. You have to make a lot of decisions in the very upfront with Mm -hmm. Medicare because that will seal either a penalty. Oh. Yeah. Or just make it so you can't make other choices. Okay. So you have some decisions in the very beginning that you want to make sure you do correctly. And I didn't know those. <laughs> I'm assuming I a lot of people know. don't know that. I was on the insurance on the other end of how to, you know, get your supplies and get your doctor appointments, see the doctors and mm-hmm. co-pays, deductibles, all that kind of thing. I didn't know the other side of Medicare, which is how do you choose which plan is best? So traditionally, most of the agents out there were called captive, which means they either work for one of the carriers mm-hmm. and they can't compare their plan to another plan. And that's what I wanted to do because it depends on who your doctor is. Mm-hmm what your zip code is, and what your specific needs are. So there's not a lot of independent thought processes here listening to what a person needs in the general captive world. They want to fit you into their box. Mm -hmm. And that isn't always what's best for the new member. So when you're going through this process with your mother... When did it start to become this, I don't want to call it a problem, but when was it apparent that there's really a lack of clarity here? About four weeks into uh, this. Four weeks? Yeah, because I had to go to each carrier. So you're doing a ton of research while working full-time, mm-hmm. helping mom out. And so I'm sure there's a point of frustration. And I mean, you're helping seniors. So you're kind of going from this helpful healthcare medical world, right? Mm-hmm. Into you've had to deal with paperwork before, but this is a whole different thing. Whole different. And if anyone, does it feel like they're sophisticated? I mean, if that's outside their wheelhouse, it doesn't mean they're not competent. It's just exactly. outside their wheelhouse. That, that's what you have to understand is it's outside mm-hmm. of what they typically have been dealing with. All right. So four weeks in, you finally get her covered. Yeah. I, I got her covered. Anything else to share about that aha moment? I mean, really, was there an aha moment where you well, go, once I, once I, I had changed something? Yeah. Once I had figured out what to do with her, then I was like, if I was this confused, mm-hmm. how many other people out there are like this? And it's just, you have to know the rules. It took me a month and a half 
of going to these trainings on Medicare. There's so many rules. But you were going to in-person trainings because a lot of them are virtual now. I had to go on Saturdays. So I want to touch on the fact that you're going through this process. You've been trained. You've had this career that you've had over this time frame of your life. And then this experience completely shook it up for you. I mean, that's really brave to then go, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to tip my toes in at first and just, you know, (laughs) and then it just sort of snowballed after that point in time. Um, I went to financial advisors and I was telling them that I would be more than happy to assist their clients. And they were like, we don't want to touch it. We'd rather send it to you. Sure. So that's how I got started with my Medicare. Then I'm sitting across from people who want to retire. And one example was a gentleman, he was 72 years old and he was ready to retire and his wife is younger than he was. And he had to adopt three of his grandkids because of the opioid epidemic. Okay. So you have a client, you're listening to a story. I'm sitting across listening to a story. He wants to retire. However, oh my goodness. he's looked at the plans on the marketplace and it was going to be $2,500 for his wife and his three grandkids. And he said, I can't afford that on my retirement pension. I mean, typically you're thinking of me and a spouse or a single, but not other children along for the ride three. as well. Yes. Three. Let alone three. What an amazing person. So were you just up for the challenge? Like we have to figure well, this well, out. Well, he's crying and I didn't know what to do. I was like, I honestly don't know what other plans are out there. So I went on a mission to find other plans, other companies that had plans that were robust Mm -hmm. and affordable. And now a word from our sponsor. The Counting on Her podcast is brought to you by the Arizona Leadership Foundation. The Arizona Leadership Foundation proudly provides scholarship assistance to private schools and disabled and displaced schools throughout Arizona with no preference to religious or political affiliation. We believe parents should have a choice when it comes to the education of their children. To learn more, please visit ArizonaLeader.org. I'm in a world personally myself that the independence is so important to be able to customize. And you've mentioned that some people say, hey, have at it. We don't want to touch the Medicare piece. But if you really can specialize in care and build that solutions and build your processes, I think for counting on her listeners, if there is something to really niche down into whatever it is for you, I think that reiterates you don't be a jack of all trades. You really specialize and then you build your network. And it sounds like that's what you did. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I did. And so we can leverage the relationships and hopefully because of doing good work that speaks for itself. And then there's that referral nature that can come from it. Yeah. Yeah. I just asked everybody to give me a Google review. (laughs) You know, I just did a, I read a book that says that the Gen Z's are going to read like nine reviews, whether it's a job or a service or anything before they'll even pick up the phone or. Well, it's going to be a while before they're on Medicare, but they can look at me for health insurance because I do have a health insurance Well, by the time they get, you're going to have so many reviews. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So not to pick on the healthcare system a little bit, but there's obviously been some shortcomings that you have seen or found. Is there, you know, if someone's looking obviously for a solution for Medicare, we're going to link up how people can find you in the podcast summary. But do you have any tips or thoughts on people that just we know that it's a bit of a mess and it's not just healthcare. So we won't even go into all the things that could be fixed in maybe our nation and our economy. But is there anything hopeful that you can share with the audience about heading into this or with things that they should be planning for. Planning is the key word. If they can prevent illnesses by taking better Mm -hmm. care of themselves and health, 
that is going to be the key to staying out of the health system. Mm. Some of the plans now are starting to be more preventive. Okay, so they're giving a little bit of perk, almost like a wellness plan at work? Well, Medicare itself is being a little bit more preventive. Okay. Whereas before, they weren't. They were always diagnosing and waiting for something to happen. Okay. The plans are now seeing they save money when people are healthier. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's, let's look at your diet. And what people don't realize is if they stop eating things out of a box. I know. I know. If Just look at the sugar content. If there's words on there you can't pronounce, don't eat it. I know. My husband gets a little annoyed with me when I point out. <laughs> Keep it simple, right? Absolutely. So this reminds me of, I was listening to somebody and they were saying the original wealth comes from the definition. Webster, one of those is wellness, well-being. So maybe you're saying, Diane, there's a little accountability. We have time to think well, about. We have been fed so many lies. I want to say lies. Mm -hmm. Or shortcuts that are not healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unhealthy options for food. I know. I was just listening to one yesterday and they were saying breakfast started when they started doing more grains and so they wanted people to eat cereal. Whereas mm. previously, they ate leftovers for breakfast. What you had for dinner is what you had for breakfast the next day. There was no milk and cereal. And did that start, I think, I mean, we're not, don't quote us here, but um, almost like that mass production era, just taking advantage of, hey, we're now we're busier put things in a box. And so yeah. it's just interesting that got to do a little bit of legwork in our own lives to really take some accountability. So I know I say be proactive, not reactive. And so essentially you're saying that that's the case. That's so by the time you have to deal with some of these programs, what have you done to your story? What story are you telling just as your own personal self? So Exactly. But it's just really, you know, you are your own best advocate mm -hmm. and read. And a lot of people just don't have the time to, sure. to do it. And that's the frustrating frustrating part. They're just busy trying to make it through the day and earn a living. And now I got to worry about this, but it really truly is your health. Yeah. And what's your best asset? If you're working with, we'll call them an advisor, a broker, whatever the word might be for the person that you're communicating with. And it doesn't have to do with just Medicare or insurance, but in general, and I even had someone yesterday say to me, I asked for X and I got Y and Z and I didn't even get X emailed to me. They're not listening. And it goes back to more of that captive thought process. So anything that we're doing, if we are the person on the other side that's supposed to be helping is not listening, not providing some resources and tools, then there's that second opinion, that due diligence, you might want to go take that into effect because I can hear the caring coming from you when I've met you through the phone when I'm learning about you and what you do. But if you're not feeling that's coming from the other side, you have to advocate for yourself and move on and find some more resources or solutions. Oh, Just absolutely. There's so many telemarketers on the phone these days. Even in your business oh, world huge. too, right? Oh yeah. They huge. call me too. <laughs> and hey, huge. do this, you know, and so I feel like there's a lot of noise there and some of our industries just have this noise, but a calm, relaxed, patient person listening and providing some of those resources and communicating with you the way you'd like to be communicated with if you don't have time to read. And I feel like you embody that. And so, but oh, we could take you. that into counting on her listeners. If there is something and you're just trying to figure out the next step, the next job for yourself, doing what you love, can you provide that solution that's just not out there? And I think that you've built that just, you know, going through the situation with your mother. Absolutely. And then talking to other people along the way, whenever I hear something and I know it's going to take a little time to go and do my research and figure out who the carriers are and exactly what I can put in place to help people and then get the word out there. 
but mm-hmm. it's just, I can't help it. It's just the way I am. Well, I love it. I love that you're able to do what you love and have fun with it. It's not always every day's roses for us, but like you said, when you can, you research and you're diving in for a client, it doesn't always feel like work when you're just in the right place to be. So if anything, to wrap this episode up is, you know, if there's obviously a need for Medicare, we have someone for you here in Arizona, right? Arizona. Yes, ma'am. But in general, when it comes to business, be brave, think outside the box, literally the processed box. <laughs> and just start talking with people and see what else might be needed because you're able to do a pivot and completely change the game for yourself. And it seems like you're happier for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you laughing at me, Diane? That's really I cool though, it. because not everyone has the confidence it's a, to do uh, it. Exactly. And you know, there are days I say, what am I doing? <laughs> we, we all do that. We what all do that. am I doing? Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Diane. And I appreciate that you're working hard for people out there that need your help. And thanks for also helping to motivate the listeners to think, you know, maybe there is something else that they can do for themselves out in business. And don't be afraid because of fear to make a change. I mean, you just sometimes that's what it is to motivate you. You just have to acknowledge it, accept it, and then get ready for the fight. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me today, Diane. And thank you for enlightening and inspiring us to explore new avenues to make a positive change. So I appreciate it. That's what it's about. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you. The Counting on Her podcast is a service of WIFS Phoenix. Attracting, developing, and advancing women in the financial services industry. For more information, please visit us at wifsphx.com. Thank you for listening.